Michael? Hey, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. I am so insanely excited and genuinely proud to have Sandy Johnson, a.k.a. Judith Myers, from John Carpenter's classic Halloween on the podcast today. Anyone that knows me knows that Halloween is my all-time favorite movie, along with The Nightmare Before Christmas, of course. This film means the absolute world to me, and it helped me expand my filmic horizons and showed me that indie filmmaking is a real thing and that you don't have to be some big Hollywood hotshot to find success. I couldn't tell you how young I was when I started watching this film, but I'd guess I was probably seven or eight years old. From renting the film from my local libraries until the damn discs would skip to renting Blockbuster's copies until those damn discs would skip, I would eventually just go on to buying my own copy of the film, as well as its many sequels. Had it not been for this film, I'm not sure if I would have ever pursued an acting career or a film career in general. And I really thank everyone involved in making this film for their hard work, because this movie, as crazy as it sounds, has touched so many people's lives over the years, and it's truly become a therapeutic staple for any good or bad day in our lives. So, you know, this film never ages, and it's, it's truly always exciting to watch. I want to thank my co-hosts Jeremy Moorhead from Epic Film Guys Presents Brain Stew and fellow friend and actor Ed Gage for joining in on this discussion today and helping orchestrate some really fun questions. And we hope you'll hear, you know, a thing or two that you didn't know about Sandy or of the film in general. We can't believe we got the opportunity to speak with Judith Myers herself. And we want to really express our sincerest gratitude to Sandy Johnson for spending the afternoon with us. For those who don't know, she's on the convention scene now and you can actually go meet her. If you want more information on her upcoming events or to buy an autograph from her directly, be sure to check out her website, which is unicornsandyj.com. That's unicornsandyj, the letter J, dot com. Or you can just follow her on her Instagram at the same, at unicornsandyj. Without further ado, grab your jack-o'-lanterns, turn down the lights, and sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. I have been very busy, but good, healthy, and just uh, looking forward to going to the UK in a few weeks and all is well. Yeah, I saw I saw that you were announced for that uh, that convention. Was it weekend and weekend of hell? Was that the convention? Um, the ones I've already done or the one I'm heading to? Uh, the one in the UK that you're doing. Um, yeah, I, I saw that you announced that you were doing one. That's awesome. It's called For the Love of Horror. That's right. That's right. 
Oh, that's rad. It's, good, it's, got, a good, it's got a good ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They they just use the initials because <laughs> it's a long word, a long series of words, but it's supposed to be a great con. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to meeting my UK fans. Yeah. And no better time to do this interview than pretty much two days after fall started. So happy fall. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Waiting for it to actually hit Texas in a major way. Yeah. But do, do you guys get like changing leaves up there at all? Like, how does that work with Texas? Yeah, we do. It, uh, not as many trees, but some of the species, yeah. we definitely get some pretty colors. They don't always last a long time, but a couple of weeks, it's usually real pretty. Mm-hmm. I love Texas. I'm a big fan. I have family that's, uh, that's right outside of Dallas, Rockwall, Texas. That's where they're. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I usually, I go there, uh, every, every couple of years and there's a, there's a great convention out there, Texas Frightmare. Have you done that one yet? I did. I did that one in 2019. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a great show. Great show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Very crowded. Yeah. <laughs> that, that convention, I, I went there in, was it 20, 2018? I think they had Sam Raimi. There was the last time that I went and it was, it was insane. It was so packed. Ooh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like super jealous. You just got to play the incredible new Halloween pinball machine at Flashback Weekend <laughs> in Chicago. How was that? Oh, man. Oh, my God. That machine is incredible. Is Not it? only is it beautiful. I mean, the graphics are ju- it's just gorgeous. Yeah. But the whole inside, there's like a Judith Myers tombstone. I mean, it is incredible. It has a Judith Meyer mode. And if you go into that, it starts playing my kill scene. I mean, the whole oh the machine is, yeah. The machine's amazing. It really is. It's so amazing that um, I blew a whole bunch of money and ordered one. (laughs) I was going to ask if if you were getting one. That's great. Yeah, they're only making, um, I don't know, maybe 1,200 of them. They're not making very many. It's a limited thing. And I thought, you know what, if I wait till I can afford this, (laughs) which maybe never, they'll be gone. Right, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, I said, you know, life is too short. Yeah. <laughs> just buy one. Did they wow. have any good like financing options on there? <laughs> or was it just kind of like, you got to grab uh, No, but we got lucky because we didn't really want to have it shipped because we were yeah. worried about it getting shipped. Of course. So they're supposed to be delivering it to, there's like a pinball machine show in Arlington or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, next year i think so we won't have to pay for it till they bring it oh, oh that's go. very cool yeah so i can keep stuff and money under my pillow <laughs> <laughs> jeremy didn't you buy one no no i have i have the nightmare on elm street one and yeah, so weird. this this was kind of like left field they all of a sudden it was like hey there's an incredible halloween pinball machine that's coming out and i think it was like three weeks notice and it was one yeah. of those things that i have so many things planned yeah. Uh, this year for, you know, my, my hobby, my collection and my collecting that, uh, it, it was tough. And, uh, you know, I have a very patient wife, you know, I've got four different arcade games in my basement. So I, I just, <laughs> I didn't want to press my luck with this one and be like, Hey, by the way, I'm going to spend this much money on this pinball machine, but I'm, I'm totally going to regret it. And probably down the line pay double when somebody decides they want to sell theirs. So you're lucky you grabbed one when you did Sandy. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll have it at more cons. Yeah. And you'll be able to play it there because if you really watched it, you were able to get in and play it now and then. That's so awesome. That's so sick. 
I want a I want a Halloween pinball machine. Yeah, <laughs> we all do. We all do. <laughs> I want one in every room. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, this thing's gorgeous. Yeah, they'll probably have it at the uh, 50th anniversary or 45th. 45th yeah. year. Yeah, and both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of figured before we get into like the main questions, I thought of like one that I, I feel like would be a great opener. And that's just what this means to me, what, what Halloween means to me and my two co-hosts. So if one of you guys want to start. Sure, I'll go first. Halloween is my my all time favorite film. It's like soul food to me. Um, I, I can <laughs> recite every single line. I find the score to the film, which many think is is terrifying. I find it relaxing, which is strange because I love this. I love this movie so much that, you know, I can often be heard in my car driving down the street playing, you know, especially Lori's theme is just it's beautiful. So. <laughs> I love it. I've traveled the country uh, getting autographs on my poster off. the. Sh- you signed my poster already, Sandy, but uh, for, for over 10 years, I've been adding autographs to it. Every autograph that I have on it, I've got in person. Um, and it's just, it, it means the world to me collecting Halloween items. It fulfills me. So, you know, when, when Kellen said, Hey, Oh shit. You know, how would you like to, to talk say, to say that again? Johnson? I said, Oh man, this is, this is, this is incredible. Yep. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. You, yeah. you, you froze for a second. So just say what you said again. Okay. Real quick. Okay. The, the whole, the whole thing. Uh, ending the, part that lasts like 20 seconds. Okay. Yeah. So, so when <laughs> Kellen, uh, when Kellen invited me on to, to chat with you, it was just a big deal because I, I love this movie so much. It, it literally means the world to me and being able to talk to Judith Myers, what Halloween fan would, would turn that down. <laughs> None, definitely. But yeah, you know, with Halloween for me, it all started, I think, when I was about eight or nine. And my brother kind of forced me to watch it just to scare me. (laughs) My my brother, my brother tortured me a lot as a kid. But you know what? What originally terrified something that terrified me became something that I really had a lot of admiration for. And, you know, I just I cannot count how many times I rented Halloween until I ended up buying it. And it's just uh, this movie was a huge impact on me like you know for not just film but even you know musically because like the movie score to it was just like no other honestly i think and it also developed my admiration for carpenter's movies and many other horror films too so you know i think it's just there's no doubt in my mind that halloween has had a major impact on so many people including the three of us and for me uh my parents got divorced when I was in first grade. I was like six years old. And one of the main things me and my dad would do whenever he'd pick me up on Tuesdays or every other weekend is we'd go to either the video store or the library. And I literally just remember going to the library growing up way before I even started collecting. And I would just just get Halloween every single time I went, basically. <laughs> um, I don't know what why I even started watching it. Um, just probably because of the fact that that's my, ho- my favorite holiday and that I saw that there was a movie with the same name that I thought, you know, I would love it. And sure enough, I did. And like I said, I would go there to the library and get it every single time and eventually would buy it, buy the whole series. And just that's pretty much where horror started for me was Halloween. So it means the world, for, world to me and to everybody. So for sure. thank you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just start off with how you got the part to play Judith Myers. I know they interviewed you right near the Myers house for the audition process, but what did your audition initially entail? It entailed my agent calling me and saying that they were doing a film called the babysitter murders mm-hmm. and they would like me to come in and interview for some of the parts. So that's what I did. I went in, there was a big table with 
uh, everybody of importance sitting there. And they gave me some lines from the different actresses to read. And then they had me scream. And um, I remember that was very weird because it was a residential neighborhood. And I just wondered while I was doing it, what are the neighbors thinking? Yeah. Are the cops going to show up now because some woman's being murdered in that house? So that's what I did. And then I thanked them all for the opportunity and I left. And within a day or so, my agent called again and said that I had been cast as Judith Myers. That's so cool. (laughs) Um, So they didn't give you the whole script and only your sides pretty much to start off. So is that just so you wouldn't know too much about the story aside from your scene alone? Um, I think a lot of times they don't want to reveal the whole yeah. uh, script. I mean, I find that even now with the indie films I'm doing, you, you pretty much keep the script under wraps. But what was interesting about that is that I didn't know anything about the story really when I was doing that scene and it wasn't until I went to our little premiere thing when it was released that I thought oh my god this is terrifying (laughs) (laughs) and oh my god Michael grew up and look at him and he wears a mask all the time so all of that was like (laughs) revealed to me at the same time the other people were uh, watching it on the big screens so that was kind of an interesting twist for me. And now I just thought of another question I didn't write down, but I think it's funny. Um, When did you realize it was a Captain Kirk mask? (laughs) Um, I didn't actually know that until after they found me again. (laughs) And I started just reading all the stuff, all the Halloween stuff. And that's when I learned it. (laughs) And I laughed. Yeah, I thought, well, that's so funny. Yeah, I think I only learned that like maybe five years ago. I never knew that either. (laughs) So I I have to ask you. with you, with you mentioning that you went to the premiere of the original Halloween in 1978, I was at the premiere of Halloween 2018 uh, at the theater in, in Los Angeles, and I saw you walk the red carpet. Was it surreal to be walking another Halloween premiere 40 years later? Yeah, it was crazy. The first one wasn't, I mean, they called it a premiere, but it really wasn't. It wasn't really a big to do. I mean, we yeah. just all came and went into the theater and I don't know, maybe we had a drink first and then just went into the theater and watched it yeah but this one was amazing it was like paparazziville I mean they brought (laughs) they brought us in in a uh, a private limo and when we got out I mean everybody had on the headsets and everything and they're going okay come this way come this way and getting everybody back and and then when we got on the the red carpet. I mean, there were so many cameras going off. It was just like, oh my God, this is nuts. There's cameras everywhere and people shouting, look here, look here. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely amazing. We had, we had the best time. It was really fun. Were you able to handle that well with all the, all the attention or was it kind of, kind of a little freaky? Oh no, it was fine. I had a great time. There were a lot of fans lined up kind of off to the side. And so I was, it was just really fun. Afterwards, I got to come out and visit with them before we headed over to the party. So no, it was amazing. We had a great time. That's awesome. So although you were the first victim, your scene was pretty much shot during the end of production, correct? Yes. And uh, I think young Michael Myers shot was the very last shot of the movie. I'm pretty sure. Yes, I think that's correct. Okay, perfect. So with 
the way that that scene that your scene was filmed, that it was, it was pretty much a simultaneous, uh, you know, it was all shot in one shot. Was, mm-hmm. was it a high stress level shoot for that? Because, you know, obviously there were people running around for, for the lighting and, and things. Do you remember, was it kind of high stress them trying to get everything in one shot with the Panaglide? Yes, I, I would say that it, we did a lot of practice runs just because, you know, the camera was kind of a new deal and trying to get all the different changes because it's not like one scene, really. It's the approach scene and around the house scene and through the kitchen scene. And so it was a lot of different scenes, actually, but they all were shot at the same time and making sure that it all was smooth and nothing was caught in the camera that you didn't want to see and in mirrors or whatever. So, yeah, it was it was definitely a complicated uh, shoot. Yeah, one one of the best ever, though. I mean, true. Tr- when <laughs> oh, it comes absolutely. to when it comes to horror cinema, I mean, uh, very few flawless scenes like that. Like just such a strong opening. So I'm I'm glad that they went with their instincts and they had the stressful shoot in order to accomplish it because it's beautifully done. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I love it. So when you landed the role as Judith Myers, how did you react when you found out you were going to be killed off in the very beginning? I mean, I'm sure that probably was a huge surprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was um, different because I had always done comedies. Yeah. So now it was going to be uh, much more serious, of course, although the first part downstairs is kind of comedic, but <laughs> <course>. then <laughs> upstairs, not so funny. So yeah, it was, I, I mean, I knew that most of the ones I was reading were probably going to be killed off. After all, it was called the babysitter murders. <laughs> so I figured that uh, I, I didn't realize I was going to be killed off so quickly uh, until later on. So yeah, that was kind of a shock, but it was it was great. I mean, it was um, a different role for sure. Of course. Do you feel that your character's kill on screen uh, could have potentially caused controversy upon the release? Because I know in the seventies, you know, like, and even like the eighties, there was a lot of you know criticism on the horror genre and all that. Um, I don't remember that. I mean, I'd already done three or four films where I was partially nude in them. And it was just kind of what everybody was doing. I mean, all the B movies were pretty much mm-hmm. had naked women. In them. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, they got away with a lot I, in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, we did. So I don't, I don't really remember that. It doesn't mean it wasn't happening, but I'm sure I probably just moved on with the rest of my life and yeah. <laughs> didn't stay tuned. So if you were in Pasadena right now, driving around, would you be able to pinpoint the actual house that you had your audition in or would it be too hard to remember? Um, You know, I don't know that I could because it wasn't important the day that I did it. If I'd known it was going to be important, I would have paid better (laughs) attention. I would have also kept something. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. So actually, even the clothes I was wearing, I found out a couple cons back um, that Annie loaned me the clothes, her clothes, uh, Nancy uh-huh. Loomis. So they wanted a particular outfit for me and I didn't have that outfit. And so she said, well, I have one like that. So I was actually wearing her clothes, not oh, mine. Wow. And oh, which was kind of an answer to a question I'd had was, why don't I remember having those clothes? Everybody, they said everybody <laughs> brought their own clothes and I didn't remember 
ever owning those clothes. And so I, I mentioned that to her and she says, well, you don't remember it because they were my clothes. It's <laughs> like, so oh, okay. That's why I don't remember. That's, that's too funny. So when you filmed Halloween, do you recall any onset stories that you look back on fondly? Uh, it was a young group of filmmakers making a movie, most time, first time filmmakers. I'm sure there was some, some nervousness and excitedness on set. Do you remember any, any stories that you fondly look back on? Well, I do remember that everybody was uh, very dedicated and everybody was trying to take on as many roles as they could. So people were just jumping in and doing whatever needed to be done, scatter fake leaves or move ladders or just whatever. So that was that was kind of a neat because, you know, today with all the unions and stuff, they're not allowed. Sure. I mean, it's a simple thing and sure. nobody's able to even pick it up and move it because it's not in their um, job description. So that was a time when everybody just kind of did what they needed to do, which was nicer. And, um, I do remember that. And also whenever it came time to scrub the blood off of me, the, I don't remember who was doing it, but they were kind of hurting me. And so, um, Jamie stepped in and took over and helped clean me off in a much gentler fashion. So that's the one memory I have of her is her helping me get ready yeah. for the next shoot. That's awesome. Well, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, different people wearing different hats on the film, being that it was an indie indie yeah. film that was not, you know, a Screen Actors Guild thing. Um, Robert England, who, you know, famously portrayed Robert uh, Freddy Krueger, he claims that he was on set and he was one of the people that was paid to scatter leaves around. So he came out only he he came out only a couple of years ago and said, "Hey, I was actually on set of Halloween, and my job on the film was to scatter leaves around." He said he worked no on idea. it for like a day. Yeah, so that's wow. that's, huh. that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I, of course, I I most of the people there, it was either their first movie or maybe second, so there really weren't any stars on set when I was on set. Um, so, not like now, if I were to go on to a set and there were be really big stars there it would I would probably make it a point to make conversations or learn stuff yeah. about them just so I would have stories but everybody there was like me they were just sure. starting out Babies. and yeah um, yeah so it was a whole different feel than it would be to walking onto like a Halloween set now sure wasn't Dennis Quaid dating PJ Souls at the time I think he was. Yeah. 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 I think he was outside yes. a little bit too. <laughs> yes. I, I'm not sure about the timing, but he, I know he did date her. That's yeah. funny. Initially, I think she was lobbying for him to play Bob. And then they, they went with, oh. John, they went with jo, uh, John Michael Graham instead. Yeah. Just imagine, uh, just imagine Dennis Quaid playing Bob in Halloween. I can only imagine. <laughs> That'd be insane. Yeah. <laughs> this is just one of those movies where you really can't picture anybody else playing any of these characters because yeah. you guys all just killed it. Everybody in this movie kills it. So it's just, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's true. The casting, the casting was really good. And I'm so lucky that when I go to cons now, I get to visit with these guys because yeah. they're, they're just great people. They're a lot of fun great sense of humor and uh, yeah, good stories. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, fun people. So I, I am blessed to be able to hang out with them. I'm glad you said that because everybody in the Halloween cast has been super approachable and just really respectful at conventions too. And I always, I always love that about the cast. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was of course 
gone for a long time teaching and doing different things. So they could have reacted to me coming back in, in a number of ways, really. Yeah, for sure. They absolutely welcomed me in and uh, are always happy to see me too and inclusive. So that's really nice because they didn't have to be that way. Exactly. So I I have to tell you, so I remember everybody was looking for you, right? All the different agents were looking. I even spent a couple hours a few times like, man, wouldn't it be so cool, you know, to, to find Sandy Johnson? I would love to get her autograph on my poster. I've been collecting signatures for so long and I'll never forget. It was 2018, maybe, you know, only a month away uh, from the H40 convention in Pasadena and Nathan Hanneman that runs Horror Hound started calling me and I was like, okay, well, you know, he doesn't call me often. So I was like, all right, well, this is, this is going to be something. And I remember answering the phone and he was like, dude, you're not going to believe it. <laughs> and, you know, he, he knows that I'm a, such a huge Halloween fan. So I was like, what's up? And he was like, we, we found her, man. We, he was like Sandy Johnson. He was like an agent found her and she's coming to age 40. And I think that I was in the back room of my store and I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I was so, so pumped. And when, when I got to age 40, that, that Saturday, your line was the first line that I got in. And I was like, yes, I can't believe not only am, am I meeting Sandy Johnson, Judith Myers, but right next to you was David Kyle, your boyfriend from the film. I'm like, dude, here is the the first act of Halloween literally right here. And I never thought, <laughs> never thought this was going to happen. So, oh man, it was, it was such a big deal. Like definitely with, de- with yeah, definitely a historical moment. That's yeah. Sure. <laughs> it was, it was a big moment for horror fans when, when you started doing these things. So thank you. Not only have you started doing them, but You've embraced them so much that I mean yeah. your 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 following is just so spectacular on social media. I mean you're so engaged with your fans. You do so many awesome like photo shoots, uh, Judith Myers themed photo shoots. So is that is that your husband most of the time that's that's dressed up as Michael? Um, not most of the time yeah. because he actually can't fit into some of the masks. He's got kind of a big head. I can I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. yeah. I met your husband. I met your husband at age 40. He's a really wonderful guy. He he is a wonderful guy and he was I mean he was almost in tears when he realized that he couldn't get the um the mask on that it was going to be too small. And when I had to get a friend to do it at the house, he was he was so bummed. So when we went to <laughs> uh maryland uh in 2020 i think um we met a fan there chris baber who is just an awesome guy uh he he heard my story and he says i'll tell you what man i'm gonna get you a mask and he did he got (laughs) he got him a custom mask that fits him and it's beautiful that's so So, yeah rick ramby did the mask and then they gifted it to us that's so awesome. he, I mean, he, he, he almost cried again, only this time for joy that he was going to be able to play Michael sometimes. So that's great. I've had a number of great, great Michaels for my shoots. That's awesome. Yeah. They're, they're wonderful. So, and like I said, as a fan, I, I appreciate everything that you do for us fans on your social media. Well, thank you. I, I do love you guys. All of the fan. I'm telling you, I have the best fans on the planet. I'll put them up against anybody's. That's awesome. <laughs> cause, yeah. cause mine totally rock. Yeah. So believe it or not, film school sh- actually showcase the your scene of Halloween as an example of incredible cinematography. How does it feel to know that people are being educated on 
their on your work for their future cinematic pursuits. Oh, I, I think that's awesome. I think they should definitely study Carpenter. I mean, he's a master, you, you know, he, he, him and Hitchcock. I mean, you can't, you can't do much better. I don't think. No, definitely not. And I remember like I was so, cause I, I attended film school in Florida and I remember when the teacher said, okay, so for a good example of cinematography, we're going to watch the beginning scene of Halloween. And I was just like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I immediately, I immediately was just like, yes, yes. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, it's just That's funny. I, I loved the class even more after that. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. This is my kind of class. And your, your scene, your scene itself was honestly not just a game changer for horror, but also for just film in general with the introduction of the Panaglide. Um, Halloween was apparently the fourth movie I think that used the Panaglide. And um, do you Rocky, remember it? Rocky? He was one of them. Yeah. Oh, Rocky yeah. was one of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so are there any like specific things you can remember that caused aggravation amongst the crew with this scene? Like aside from the other obvious, like the shadows that they were chasing and like <laughs> falling over each other and stuff like that. Well, the house was small. It was built like I don't know, 1800s or something. It was a very small house. I think yeah. initially it didn't even have a bathroom. Wow. And so because it was a small house, they were having to maneuver around a lot. And there's that sharp turn that goes up the stairs. And then at the top of the stairs, there's another sharp turn yeah. that comes around into Judith's room. So I think the maneuverability of the shot was probably kind of frustrating and mm -hmm. nothing you could do about it yeah well they killed it <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah they did they managed to get it and we although we did several practices yeah we did it in only two takes oh wow wow that's incredible yeah that's incredible and it's cool that they didn't just decide like after all the aggravation they, they didn't just decide to just do less you know and they just they still went with you know we're gonna make this happen somehow and they did, like yeah. you said, in two takes. That's incredible. Yeah, so my, it's an incredible opening. And with his music, I mean, like you said, I mean, that comes on and immediately you're just mm -hmm. mesmerized. And there, there was only like three or four cuts throughout that entire shot, right? Where they, they cut and edit real quick. Just a few, yeah. Just a few, yeah. yeah. Not much for sure. Amazing. So my, uh, my best friend lives in LA. And so I went out to visit him last year. And so I was like, dude, let's go to Pasadena. I need to see, I need to see the Myers house. So we went and it was, I was so lucky is, uh, so there's like a couple office buildings now inside of there, like a dental thing or something. And so right. when we went, when we went there, someone was walking in and I, and I was like, Oh my God, this is my shot and I'm taking it. So I said, excuse me. I said, look, I'm a massive Halloween fan. Like I'm sure you're aware of what house this is. Is there yeah. any way that you'd let me just take a picture on the stairs? And the lady was like, Okay, real quick. So I actually got to, <laughs> I actually got to, so you're, you're explaining how tight the house was, is I actually got to go into the Myers house last year and I got my picture on the stairs. And I mean, that was, that wow. was a, a dream come true moment, but yeah, I can definitely see I'm like in the, in the few moments that I was in there, it's, I can see how tight it was. So it's, it's amazing that everything that was accomplished was able to be done. So I have right. a slightly, I slightly different story with the whole Myers house. Oh, um, it, it's kind of funny. Um, so basically I've gotten pictures in front of it before, but I, I most of the time wouldn't go on the porch cause they do have a sign that says don't come on the porch for pictures. And I don't know if it's still there, but, um, one day I'm there and nobody was there. Right. And I was there with one of my friends. He opens the door 
No Whoa. one's there. I swear no one was there. And we don't, nobody, I'm not, I don't trespass. I don't do any of that ever. But we, we walked inside and we went upstairs real quick and just whipped back out. And it was, it was one of the coolest moments of my life. <laughs> worth it. Worth it. It was. And dude, when we got, when we got to the top of the stairs, somebody actually was there and they came out of that like office in the first, like right at the bottom of the stairs. Whoa. Somebody came out and I was like, oh my God, we're going to get in so much trouble. And then, and then they came around and like grabbed something, went right back in, closed the door and we just darted <laughs> out of there. <laughs> Lucky. It was amazing. We got pictures on the stairs. Yeah. It's, life-changing that is that's amazing so <laughs> wow. sandy i i know rick is your appearance agent if i'm not mistaken um he is okay uh up until you had been contacted by him you had no idea that you had become an icon in the horror community so tell us the story on how rick found you and how he brought you into the mainstream fold right i had no idea for all those years 40 years or whatever not only that i was an icon but that halloween <laughs> It was a big deal. So I, I went through a lot of stuff uh, with losing parents and my first husband and all that stuff. And then I went to school and became, I was just so busy with other stuff that Halloween or any of my other films never really crossed my mind until I was just sitting there uh, playing words with friends. And I get this text that says, are you the Sandy Johnson that played Judith Myers? And it was just like this random strike of lightning in my brain because uh, it had been 40 years since I had even thought about that. And I just wow. thought, what, what, why would I get that question? <laughs> so I said, uh, yes. And who is this? And that's when he proceeded to tell me that he was Rick and Reeks and that he was a agent and a signing agent. And that he had been looking for me for about eight years and to hold on a minute while he screamed. <laughs> <laughs> so he <laughs> so he went and he screamed <laughs> to his wife and said, oh, my God, I found her. So <laughs> so we went. I sent him some pictures and different things to kind of just show him that I was who I said I was. And that's kind of where it started. He just started telling me the story about Halloween and what kind of film it was and that I had fans all around the world. And I'm just sitting there in kind of a serialistic haze listening to all this. And so my husband was actually asleep across from me on the couch, but he has a hard time sleeping. So I didn't want to wake him up. <laughs> So I, and I thought if I wake him up to tell him this, he's going to be thinking I have some stalker or something. He sure yeah. enough won't be able to go back to sleep. So I didn't tell him till the next morning. And of course, his first thought was that it was a stalker. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> when you heard this news, when you heard this news, when was the last time you, you had even seen the movie? Oh gosh, I hadn't seen it in pr probably 40 years. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. And I, I never uh, would have been that I, I would have never Googled Halloween or Judith Myers or even my own name, yeah. because if I had, of course, all of that would have come up. But so I just uh, I just didn't um, never did. So when that night, obviously, I Googled a bunch of stuff and it was just I, I mean, I don't I didn't get any sleep that night because it was just amazing. 
And so anyway, I ended up uh, convincing my husband that it was actually a good thing. And uh, we set up the deal to go to the um, age 40. And then they got in touch with, they got me in touch with Blumhouse, who was just doing the final work on H2018. And so then they put the scene in that. Mm -hmm. And this, which is why I got invited to the premiere. So it was like two months of just total, um, wow. Yeah. (laughs) My life has changed. That's that's amazing. That's, I mean, you had to have known at least on, on some level that Halloween was successful because I mean, they kept putting out different iterations of it every year, sequels and remakes and things. So that's just, that's amazing that, that you got brought back into it just in time for the 40th anniversary. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that unless you're into that kind of stuff, I mean, that kind of stuff doesn't just pop up on your Facebook. I don't really have any good friends or I didn't at the time that were into horror. So nobody would have said, Hey, let's go see Halloween. So I couldn't have told you. Um, I think I was aware that there was a a Halloween two. After that, I couldn't tell you if there'd ever been any others or not. I was totally Uh, clueless. And I didn't know that they were about to release a 2018. (laughs) I mean, um, yeah, never, never, uh, yeah, I don't ever remember seeing it on the marquee at the movies and stuff. So mm-hmm. I guess it wasn't a big deal around here, or I, I probably would have noticed that. Yeah. But of course, I live rural, so there aren't a lot of <laughs> there aren't a lot of theaters. Yeah, be, being in Texas, <laughs> it kind of makes sense why this would kind of get flushed under the rug a little bit. Like especially if you're living your life. Right. If you were in LA or New York, you probably wouldn't have been able to escape it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And nobody, I mean, nobody knows my, my dearest friends know, but other yeah. than that, I mean, most people don't know uh, that I was an actress, that I was in Halloween or that I'm doing cons or anything. Yeah. And for my own safety, it's probably good. Not that they would hurt me, but I don't know who all they might. Yeah. Tell. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So there really wasn't anybody else looking out for that kind of stuff because really nobody knew. Sure. So have you seen all the films now since all this has happened? Or I haven't still... seen the Rob Zombie ones. I don't uh, I don't like that kind of over the top gore particularly. <laughs> yeah. So I've kind of passed on those. But uh, I've seen all the others. Okay. I can't keep them all straight yet. <laughs> I've watched. Yeah. I've watched all of them at least once. I've watched two a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've seen all of the others at least once, but I'll need to watch them again. Yeah. So, how surprised were you when you saw that Halloween not only turned into one of the most major movie franchises on the planet? but also developed a huge following with highly devoted fans after all these years. I mean, cause technically fans will, I'm sure all fans will agree that you are the start of it all. Your character is the start of this whole entire adventure of this franchise. Yeah, it was so incredible. Like at, at the, uh, H 40, I obviously that was my first con and we went in and they opened the doors and like immediately my line was like so long mm-hmm. and <laughs> my husband goes, oh my gosh. 
and Rick says, yeah, and they haven't even let the general population in yet. That's just the VIPs. And it was like, (laughs) oh, Lord, Uh, it was was crazy. And then, of course, everybody was telling me their stories about, you know, when they had first watched it, kind of like your stories. Mm -hmm. And so fan after fan after fan had these amazing stories of how young they were when they saw it and what it meant to them and how it calms them and 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 how how iconic the film is and how iconic my role is and and that they've been looking for me for years and I mean the whole thing was just like this is just nuts it was just totally nuts and it was when we were all done, Rick says, well, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to, you know, they'll do one con. And then they say, you know, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Well, what are your thoughts? And I said, hell yeah, this is wonderful. <laughs> I love these people. <laughs> so we um, so I said, yeah, get me in as many as you can. I want to meet more fans. So that's uh, that's kind of what happened. And then there there's only so many every year. So I said, OK, now I'm missing the fans. So we got to do social media. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you have any preconceived notions like leading up to it of, of how you thought it was going to be? Like, I know a lot of people like even Jamie Lee Curtis, she did one event and she thought it was going to be nothing. But, you know, people dressed in black with black eyeliner and piercings all over their face. And when it wasn't that she was so stunned and she goes, wow, horror fans are actually really, really lovely, caring people. Did you have any preconceived notions uh, leading up to H40, which was your first event? Um, I don't know that I have preconceived. I mean, I was kind of open. I, I was kind of like, I don't know what these people are going to look like or how they're going to act. Um, I don't, I, I don't know because I'm a country girl from Texas. I mean, I spent some time, I spent some time in California, but I've been in back in Texas for a long time. I mean, I was raised uh, on the farm a lot with my grandmother. So I'm not used to seeing people that had a lot of tattoos and stuff. So I don't know what kind of people they are. I figured that they would be nice, but I didn't know. I never really knew any. So I was just kind of open to what, you know, what may be and hope that they would all be nice and everything. I, I didn't know. Rick said they would be nice. So I took his word <laughs> for it. Uh, but like, not only were they nice, they were like the nicest people I knew. So, or I was meeting. And so now I have so many friends uh, from the horror community. And when I go to cons, I mean, I'm so excited. I thought after, I thought after H um, 40, well, you know, once I met him one time, I, you know, I, they probably won't stand in my line or anything again. So I won't see him again, but no, that's not what happens. No. You know, yeah. then they, then they start driving long distances to see you again and again. And so that makes it really fun because now I know a lot of them and I, I look forward to them arriving at a particular con so I can see them. And some of them have been have become really great friends and, you know, they send me gifts and it's just, yeah, they're, they're amazing people. That's awesome. That is yep. so great to hear. Um, so you, do you, do you believe that Sean Clark did a great job putting that convention together with the other people that helped put it together? H 40. Oh yeah. It was, it was an amazing convention. I wish before I had gone there that I had been able to see all the movies and had more of a background because of course I didn't know who anybody was. (laughs) I hadn't seen any of the other movies yet. Mm -hmm. So that was that part 
I, I look forward to the next one that's all Halloween so yeah. that I'll know who these people are. And when they say, oh, well, they were so-and-so in H3 mm-hmm. or H4 or whatever, I'll know who they are. Exactly. Because yeah. at this one that, I mean, they were all there, but if I hadn't, if they weren't in H1, I, I didn't know who they were or 2018 because, you yeah. know, that one I had was about to see, I hadn't yet, but I was about to see it. Yeah. But so, yeah, he did a great job. It was, it was really well organized. And I, I mean, I felt safe all the time and yeah, it, it was good. I That's liked awesome. it. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to another one. Heck yeah. Yeah, Sean, yeah, Sean's a wonderful, yeah. Sean's a wonderful guy. And the stuff that he puts on is never disappointing. Right. Yeah. He did that video. He got a hold of me last year and we did that um, Halloween video mm-hmm. where he had the different Halloween people open the door and give a message and then trick or treat. Yeah. He, I, it was nice that he contacted me because I'm obviously not one of his clients, but it was nice that he contacted me and invited me to be a part of it because it was really fun. That's mm-hmm. cool. So meeting fans uh, of the series from all over the world now, uh, what has been your single favorite moment so far meeting a fan? Something that just really, that really touched you or something that you were like, wow, that really blew my mind. And this has been my favorite moment so far. Can you think of, of any single moment with a fan since you've been doing these events? Well, there was a funny one that kind of sticks in my mind. There was, <laughs> there was several funny ones, but there was, there was a couple of guys that were um, together and I started to get up to take a photo with them. And he goes, oh, my God, you're the queen. Don't get up. We'll come to you. <laughs> so It was so funny. And it was great, actually, because my legs were killing me. I had exercised my hands for weeks before that to make sure that I, my hand wouldn't get tired. Yeah. What I didn't know is that it wasn't my hands that was going to hurt. The next morning when I tried to get out of bed, my legs were (laughs) killing me because I had got up and down for like a thousand photos. And so the getting up and down, I had not thought about. So it was kind of funny because he must have sensed that it was hard for me to keep getting up and down. He says, oh, no, you're the queen. Don't get up. We'll come to you. So that was pretty cute. And they had this little tiny dog, like, I don't know, a little poodle or something that they were carrying in a bag. And I just remember it was so cute. The whole thing was just so cute. I loved it. That's adorable. But yeah. Yeah. And then I've had a lot of them that have kind of blur- blurted out that I was the first boot. I had the first boobs they'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then- yeah. And actually one of those turned out to be a really good friend of ours later on because he was so embarrassed when he said, he said, Oh my God, I don't know why I said that. And then my husband says, yeah, me too. <laughs> so it, it just turned into a funny moment, but yeah, I've had, I've had some like that that have uh, been good. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> so once you took a step back from acting, you ended up teaching science to special needs children. What made you choose that field and how rewarding was it? Oh my gosh, it was, it was so rewarding. I, I loved science. When I was taking my science courses, I had an awesome professor who was into hands-on science. Just, we did everything yeah. hands-on. I, I used the book very little. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't lecture a whole lot. I just did discovery science and the kids just loved it. Mm-hmm. The problem was I didn't like teaching in the public school. I wasn't liking mm-hmm. it because they wouldn't let me do that. So mm-hmm. I went back to school I, and I told the professor, I said, you know, 
as much as I love what I do, they won't let me do it. And so she said, you know what? Um, you need to go to a private school and, and, and work there. So I started applying to private schools and I found one that needed, that wanted to add a science program and they were K through eight. And it was such a perfect fit. They said, do whatever you want with these kids, their special needs. They range from, I mean, all of them were fairly high functioning all the way up to brilliant. They just couldn't, they just didn't learn the same way as others. Mm -hmm. So very challenging. I had a full spectrum of kids, but what I found was that hands-on science could reach them all. Yeah. So I, I just loved it there. It wasn't the highest paying job I could have got, but it, it was definitely where my heart was. And I was there for about, I don't know, eight or nine years. And then I got an offer for a school that was um, totally hand, uh, totally um, special needs mm-hmm. and some that were a little bit more serious and it wasn't far away and they really needed me. So I actually ended up changing schools and I did that for another five years, I think. And then I ended up getting my PhD in teaching college and different things. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was wonderful. I still have some of those kids on Facebook and uh, uh, they'll they'll come up with some wonderful thing that they're doing and and text me about it or whatever. And, and just uh, one of them actually got a hold of me and took me to dinner about, uh, that's incredible. I don't know, six months ago. He looked just the same. I mean, it was yeah. 25 years. He looked just the wow. same. And he had started some big company. He was super professional. And wow. he said, you know, I just wanted to tell you that if it hadn't been for you, I would have never continued in school. But he said, you're the one that taught me that it's okay to ask questions. And if the teachers don't want to answer them, you just keep on asking. That's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so amazing. I just thought, oh, my God, what a wonderful thing for him to tell me that I had been the one that let him ask questions. Yeah. I mean, what a stupid thing. The teachers won't do that. I was just I, I just wanted to say what teachers don't let you ask questions. Well, anyway, thank you for being in my class and for going on. And now he owns some big company in New York. I mean, it's just amazing. He had a wow. great story. But I thought, how sweet was that? He just wanted to tell me that while he was in Fort Worth. That, that's <laughs> awesome. Amazing. No, I can tell you're a wonderful teacher. I mean, just but your demeanor as well is very, you know, is very positive, and I like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so was it a hard decision to leave the film industry? I mean, that it would be life changing to no longer be a part of it. Well, I'll tell you, it wasn't on purpose. My, uh, I, th- I'm sure you probably heard the stories. I lost my father. To cancer. Um, right after that, I lost my mother to cancer. And I was, it was tough. I mean, I was really close to my parents. Yeah. So losing both of my parents. And, and then I, I got married, moved to Oregon, and wasn't a good match. <laughs> I was a, a strong person. And my husband was not a strong person. And whenever he let me almost freeze to death twice in Oregon, I said, you know what? Um, Yeah, it may be time for me to go back uh, home. So we we split up. I went back to California because that's where the rest of my family was, my sisters and stuff. Luckily, I had other family. Yeah. So when I got back 
to Texas, obviously that is, Fort Worth is not really the place to continue an acting career. So uh, that's when I went to school, got my education and I did some occupational tests and they said, you know what, you would make a great teacher. So that's what I did. I I got all my degrees and, and I love science. So I just did that and it sucked me in and I loved it. And I did that for a lot of years. That's awesome. So now I I'm not doing that anymore. And when the opportunity came up to get back in the business and uh, directors started getting interested in using me, I go, you know what the hell? (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Yeah. It's never too late. No, I can just give up and get the rocking chair. I can still have fun. So yeah, that's my choice. So do you enjoy living in Texas? I do. I do. Yes. I, uh, I've, I mean, I was born here and spent most of my life here and I've enjoyed living other places, but I always come back home. I just, I love the people here and I love the freedoms and it's just, you know, it's my home. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel whenever I visit there. Just everybody has a total different way of thinking out there. Big time. Yeah. Super cool. I love it. (laughs) It's definitely more more mellow compared to California. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I still have some friends in California, good friends out there that uh, I still come to see now and then, but it's, uh, and of course it was very different in California in the seventies than it is now. So uh, yeah, if, if it hadn't changed so much, I would probably still love it a lot, but uh, luckily Texas hasn't changed as drastically. So I wish I was here in the seventies. I bet it was amazing. Oh, I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty crazy. And the sixties, yeah. Sixties and seventies both were pretty crazy times. A lot of fun. Yeah. I'm going more fun than they should have been. (laughs) I'm going home to New York. We're from Buffalo, New York, a couple of us and uh, going home next month for Halloween and everything. So looking forward to that whenever I can get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The East coast, they're big time into Halloween for sure. I figured that out. Big time. Yeah. I live, uh, I live in Virginia. I live right outside of Washington, DC and Halloween yeah. here is a big deal. Like, like all of my neighbors, uh, including us go super, super crazy for, for Halloween. And I live in a great neighborhood and my daughter's five years old. So, I mean, everybody knows everybody in our neighborhood and it's just, it's just such Terrible. a fun time of year out oh, here. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I hope to get to a con up that way. I've been to New Jersey and Maryland, but that's as far as I've been East wise. Did you do Hunt Valley, Maryland? Is that the one that you did, Monster Mania? I did. Yes, okay. I did yeah. that 2020. Gotcha. That's actually the, that convention is going on this weekend. That's maybe like an hour and some change from my house. I think me and my wife actually might, might pop by there tomorrow. Yeah, that was, that was a, a nice convention. We had a good time there, met yeah. a lot of nice people there too. <laughs> I, I, I love how that convention is set up where you go downstairs where the guests are and the vendor room is. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a much more relaxed chill atmosphere compared to some of these big, big conventions. Yeah. For right. Sure. Yeah. Big right. time. You know, Chicago was awesome. I, I wasn't sure what it would be. I mean, it's outside of Chicago, but I, I wasn't yeah. sure what it would be like. Cause I, I knew it was going to be huge, but it was so well organized. I mean, I never felt, um, too closed in. I, I never felt 
uh, I mean, I didn't wear a mask when I was there and I never really felt the need to. Sure. I just felt like everything was just spaced nicely. Yeah, everything was good. It was a little rough at the very end. We finally we had to get security to get me out of there. But other than that, um, and it's, it's funny, some of my some of my best friend fans were part of the security squad. So oh, no. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Back off, guys. Everybody. The queen is but, coming through. Uh, Back up. Yeah. Why, why yeah, was there security yeah. needed? Was there like a dog pile going on? <laughs> well, they just they, they wouldn't leave me alone. They were trying. They weren't uh, people from the convention. They oh, were okay. people coming at the end trying to get free photos and free signatures yeah, and free selfies. And that's not right, because no. I've had all these fans fans who have spent a lot of money to come to a con they've spent a lot of money yeah. to get autographs and and selfies and stuff and then these people just come at the end yeah. and to me that's just rude it's not nice yeah it is and they don't even keep them for themselves most of the time they sell them no it's, on the internet. It's, exactly yeah. they're just going to go sell them and it just it just seems like a kick in the face of the people that are the real fans and have invested totally. but they wouldn't take no for an answer they wouldn't leave me alone and it wasn't just me it was other people but the other people yeah. are bigger than me james jude can handle it on his own <laughs> yeah but yeah. you know i'm not him so um, oh, he's he's so cool i just met him for the first time uh last he, month in pittsburgh he was so cool he is he is yeah, yeah. he's he's an awesome guy so Anyway, so other than that little deal, um, but so, but the 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 uh, the security were great. They took That's care awesome. of it. That's but awesome. anyway, the rest of it, when the actual con was going on, they were super super good about making no making sure nobody went into that room that didn't have the credentials and yeah, yeah it was great. That's awesome. So I look, I hope I get to do that one again. And plus they had the machine and the station wagon. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so sick. That's so awesome. So, so funny story is uh, last year I had lunch with Dick Warlock that plays Michael Myers in Halloween too. That's right. And yeah, he, he lives maybe like three and a half, four hours away from me. And, you know, it was, you know, during the COVID stuff, but uh, his wife was super awesome and they agreed, you know, they were like, Hey, come out. If you come out this way, you know, we'll do lunch. So, um, so I did, I went and talking about, you know, people trying to get autographs and things like that. So I had driven, you know, a long distance to, to be there and have lunch with him. And so once the, the waiter figured out who he was, you know, um, maybe I had mentioned something about Halloween and he put two and two together and it was, it was one of the funniest and most awkward things ever is the waiter goes, well, Oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't realize that I was, I was serving Michael Myers. And he goes, he puts a piece of paper down on the table and he goes, could you please sign this for me? And he said, I'll be right back. So he walked away and I saw Dick looking at the looking at the paper on the table and 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 the marker and so he didn't pick it up and so when the waiter came back the waiter, he looked confused like oh he like didn't touch it and and Dick Dick looked at him and he said man I'm so sorry but this this young man just drove several hours to have this moment with me right here he goes and you didn't have to do anything you just showed up to work today he goes so I don't want to diminish his experience by signing something for you. I'll shake your hand, but no, unfortunately I can't sign something for you. Cause I don't want to hinder his experience kind of what you were explaining, but it was, it was a moment where I was like, I don't know what he's going to do. Like this is <laughs> kind of an interesting, interesting story. So oh my God, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. wild. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard hard. you tell this story, but I, I never knew that part. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh no, he's not signing for this guy. And in his reasoning behind it is he didn't want to lessen my experience the same way that you didn't want to lessen and you know your experience with with your fans versus these people that were trying to get an autograph and most likely just flip them and sell them 
Well, how, right. how did the guy even figure out that 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 was him, though? I, I think we were having general Halloween conversation and uh, maybe he, you know, Googled it or something. I'm not sure. Maybe somebody over here. I know. I know it's a restaurant that, that Dick had had frequented. So maybe one of the co-workers told him, like, hey, you know, that guy played Michael Myers. And once he figured it out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's funny. incredible. Yeah. yeah. So uh, speaking of like fans and all that stuff, uh, were you ever stopped in public or recognized for your performance as Judith Myers or any of the other films you've been a part of, or has it happened more now these days? <laughs> Not outside of a place where they would expect to see me. Yeah. But you have to remember again, where I live. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. It, it's rural. And again, these people are worried about, the cows getting out and <laughs> you know other things so amazing drought yeah so <laughs> uh you know it it might happen at some point because i am getting a lot more fans and mm. i'm going into bigger places now than i used to so it, it could definitely happen I'm not necessarily looking forward to that because yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't afford security and stuff. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but if they're nice, I, if they're nice, it'd be awesome. But yeah. absolutely. what if they're not? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, most of the time, people are cool. It really depends, though. Especially, yeah. ho- especially horror fans. Yeah. yeah. You're, lucky, you're lucky it's a horror movie. Not You're not like at comic conventions because those are the weird ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, there have been a couple of times when somebody was looking at me and they look like they might be a horror person. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, they've kind of looked at me a few times and looked at their phone and I'm thinking, you know, maybe they're <laughs> wondering if it's, it's me. so awkward. So there's been there's been a few times like that. Yeah. That I kind of think they recognize me, but they didn't want to, you know, come disturb me or whatever. So that has happened a couple of times, but as or at maybe more than a couple, but people yeah. actually just coming up to me and going, oh, my God. No. <laughs> See, that's just weird. People just need to learn to play it cool. You know, I'm sure you're super you're, you're cool, cool about it when people just approach you normally, you know. Yeah, I mean, if I can make if I can make them happy and it's not a situation where they're just like at the end of a convention or something like that. If they're, if they're just in a restaurant, we're on the way out and they recognize me and just want to say, hi, that's great. Happy yeah. to do that. If they want to take a selfie or something on the way out the door. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, really of cool. course. Of course. So in terms of the tradition of Halloween, the holiday, what does it mean to you? Wow. It mostly has to do with childhood memories with my sisters. Yeah. I was the baby of the family and they were very creative and they loved to make things. So they would make me awesome costumes from mm-hmm. scratch. I never had to wear those little <laughs> things from the dime store. <laughs> they went all out, all out for Halloween. So I always had wonderful handmade costumes, oh, as so cool. did their children. And um, so they would get me all dressed up. I would go to school. We'd have the schoolyard parade and everybody would ooh and ah over my costume. And then they would take me out trick or treating. And I just it was just such fun memories having my sisters take me out and take me up to the door and just the whole deal of getting a bag full of candy. We um, we were never a wealthy family. We were always kind of on the low income side. So getting Mm. a bag that size of candy was just amazingly cool. And so getting this huge thing of candy 
and having my sister <laughs> spend the night with me, which of course wasn't their normal deal because they were yeah. older. That's but so that cool. was my special, my special uh, night and, and costume and stuff. So that's, that's what mine are tied to is childhood memories. When I, when I used to trick or treat, I would use my pillowcase to fill up candy. <laughs> that thing would be full <laughs> to the top. I would, yeah. hit, I would hit other neighborhoods. I would hit my neighborhood and I'd be like, no, we're, we're keeping this going all night. <laughs> I'd, I'd go way too late too. I'd go to like 10 o'clock. Sometimes these people would be like, no, it's over. It's over now. <laughs> you are cut off. <laughs> Yeah, one year in Texas, uh, <laughs> Halloween fell on a Sunday, yeah. and of course that didn't go over well. So they changed mm-hmm. it to Saturday. But what was funny is a lot of people still trick or treated on Sunday, and oh, yeah. so I think the people knew that, and they yeah. had candy left. So if they didn't want to open the door, they didn't. But yeah. my sisters took me, so I got to trick or treat two nights. <laughs> oh and my it was god! Like, oh my god! I've hit the jackpot. <laughs> They tried so, to do yeah. that. They tried to pull that in New York and nobody would ever let that happen. Uh, <laughs> you can't celebrate Halloween on any other day, but the 31st. That's sure. how I feel. No. I think it's crazy. Right. It's of course, I was a kid. That was a very long time ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it was Texas, rural South. Yeah. So uh, I, I can see why they did it. But anyway, we we. Uh, we trick-or-treated <laughs> both both days and to me it was just like oh my god we get to go again that's the best so that's how do you best. how do you celebrate halloween uh these years like each year um usually now i'm invited somewhere to sign stuff okay. so i'm still waiting i think my agent's still looking for a halloween gig last year i was called to the mahoney drive-in in pennsylvania yeah. and I love that they place. did a Oh, I know. I had the best time. They were so nice. I, it was freezing cold. It was so cold. Yes. And, but they were great. They put a little heater next to me and it helped minimally. It was still freezing, (laughs) but it was, it was still fun. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. We had a great time there. And then, um, so hopefully that's going to happen again this year because it's a great, it's a great time for Judith Myers to be out and about. Heck yeah. Um, and then of course, uh, right before that I'll be in UK. So that's kind of what I'll be doing, but if all else fails, I'm sure we'll be watching horror movies. We do that a lot now. Awesome. Awesome. So if, if you could go back in time and talk to yourself from 1978, what advice would you give yourself about life? I guess treasure it, just treasure the people that are in it because they won't be there forever. Treasure the moments that um, will probably not ever be repeated. Sure. And just don't take people for granted. You know, just value your friends, your relatives and the people that have made a difference in your life and just just always treasure those things. Don't get too big for your britches. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. I love, I love that. So you, you mentioned earlier that you're doing some, some indie films. Uh, is there any films that you want to talk about that you're associated with? Yes, I'm going to do a film in the UK. I'm going to go back for it next summer. It's called Creeps at the Gym. And it is, it's a good role for me. It's kind of a, it's kind of a hippie thing. So that I'm kind of looking forward to that being kind of a, a hippie that 
causes a lot of havoc and it's kind of oblivious to it. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, then I'm doing another one called um, The Executioner, or that's the working film title. And I'm going to shoot that one in Florida. Ooh. And that one, um, do you know who Horror Stevie is? Horror Stevie. The I'm, little sounds kid, familiar. Horror Stevie. He's a little kid. And he attends all the cons. I, yes, he's yes, always in costume. Yes. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. He's yes, got yes. like 10,000 followers yes. or something. He's got yeah. a huge following. Anyway, he's going to be in it. So that's, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. And then I'm doing another one called um, Barry Hatchet. That one's shooting in California. And uh, I have a really good part in that one. It, I have a huge amount of lines, so I've got a lot of memorizing to do. <laughs> but it's uh, it's going to be a really, I, I really like that role that, that I have in that one. So that's what's going on so far. And then I have some other people that are uh, saying when they're done with whatever they're uh, doing now that they, they want to look at me for something. So, yeah, awesome. things are good. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Can't wait to see you in some more roles. That's gonna be so cool. Absolutely. Oh, and oh, I, I almost forgot about the one that's gonna be released first, and that one is um, Vulps, V U L P E S. It's called Vulps: The Lust for Revenge. Ooh. It's actually a Hungarian film. The first part of it was called the Prologue. Vulps: The Prologue. Yeah. Fabulous. I loved it. And then they came back and wanted to know if I wanted to do a, a cameo in the second one, which is the Lester Revenge. And I said, absolutely, because I love the first one. So I do just a short cameo where I'm doing a uh, basically a FaceTime chat with my son for a little while yeah. in that one. And that one they're in post-production. So I, I'm hoping it won't be too long before it comes out and the trailer's released. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. So we have a fun closing speed round that we do with each episode, but before we do that, a couple of ex a couple of us actually watched Gas Pump Girls. Oh, okay. We wanted to know: Did you enjoy making those raunchy and slapsticky comedies in the seventies? <laughs> oh yes, embarrassingly to, to admit, yes, I did. <laughs> Fantastic. I uh, I had a great time doing them. I thought they were fun, and uh, we had a good time on the sets. The the uh, people directing them were, were great. So yeah, sure. I still enjoy watching them. I think they're fun. And I got yeah. to ad lib some, which was uh, always fun. Yeah. They looked like a blast to make. Yeah. yeah. They were good. Well, what were the crowd reactions like at the premiere for it? I could only imagine they must've been interesting. <laughs> for, uh, for which ones? For Gas Pump Girls. Gas Pump and those. Um, again, they were just small releases like the original oh, gotcha. Halloween. So it's just a normal theater. But I mean, still, it was still a premiere. I mean, we were dressed up and stuff. So yeah, the people were, you know, the guys, of course, were hooting and hollering and, and all this stuff. <laughs> Super wild. <laughs> when they see, yeah, when they see naked people. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you, it was fun. Did you ever keep in touch with any of the cast members over the years? I mean, because it all looked like you had great chemistry on film. Yeah. Um, you know, I probably would have if I hadn't moved away so abruptly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and basically the only time I went back to California after that was just to see friends uh, before before age uh, 40. But yeah, I may be meeting up again at some point with Kirsten Baker from Friday the 13th, too, because we were in hot pump, hot gas I put those two words together yeah. hot pump girls <laughs> yeah, gas pump girls I was about to do that <laughs> uh, 
so I'm looking forward to seeing her again. Yeah, it's funny because I was actually going to mention her. It's crazy how you and Kirsten are in uh, two of the most major slasher movie franchises, uh, you being Halloween, her being Friday the 13th. Uh, like, how crazy was it when you later on put the connection together? Yes, it's pretty crazy. And then recently I met Deborah Voorhees at, in Chicago and we became friends. And then I met up with her again at... Uh, Cincinnati Horror Hound and we had dinner together and she's such a nice lady. I love her. I like her. So yeah, she's awesome. She's super nice. So now I have another friend, all these wonderful friends. She just directed a movie called uh 13, 13 fanboy. fanboy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, uh, I th- what I think she should do, I mean, and I hope the word by word of mouth this could get to her. The two next movies she should work on are 31 fanboy and 1428 fanboy. I think that would <laughs> I think that would be great. Like like a fanboy franchise. I think it would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. it's and gonna then, be good. I watched the trailer and it was like, oh my gosh, this is really scary. Yeah. yeah. If she ever did a 31 fanboy, would you do it? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be good. Like I said, the trailer was really good. So yeah. I, I think the film and she's awesome. I can't imagine her doing anything that wasn't first rate. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So one more question about Gas Pump Girls. Where did they film that at ex- exactly? Um, it seems like it was like Glendale or. Oh, wow. It's right there. I, I'm thinking Glendale. It's that area. Um, yes. Uh, one of the fans uh, messaged me lot too long ago and said that the gas station is actually still there. It's all dilapidated. It's just, it's just an old building and stuff, but it's actually still there sitting on the corner. (laughs) Wow. We might have to revisit those. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds cool. Have you ever gotten a chance to revisit the Halloween locations yet? Not yet. I was kind of hoping to do it when I was there last time, but I, yeah. I was so crazy, busy and exhausted mm-hmm. that we didn't. But I may go back sometime when I'm actually there just visiting friends. Yeah. If you need a tour guide, you know, some cool people over here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Indeed. Yeah. We're there all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, so here's our here's our cool little speed round we do at the end. We just ask a bunch of random questions and you just answer them. So what was your favorite John Carpenter film aside from Halloween? The Fog. Ooh, okay. perfect. Good choice. Good choice. Um, what is your favorite line from Halloween? Ooh. Michael. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably. You see something you like? i love pj she's awesome and nancy too nancy had some good lines yeah so funny yeah it's just like it's like before we go into the next one i just want to say halloween is the most quotable movie too so sure (laughs) (laughs) so can't get your ghost bob (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh favorite halloween candy Mm. i don't like it (laughs) <laughs> no i do i shouldn't but i do probably candy corn i actually like candy corn if it's, oh, if it's a name brand Excellent. i don't I like the cheapy ones but the name brand one's good like brock's brock's is a good one yeah i think it's brock's yeah they're good. yeah so my my family from texas they they taught me a life hack with candy corn that if you take a handful of candy corn and a oh, handful yeah. of peanuts and you mix them together it makes a payday bar 
Yeah, it's crazy. I did not. I did not know that. They said it was a Texas <laughs> thing, so I was like, okay, uh, this is this is brilliant. Does it really uh, taste like funny. that too? Yeah, it tastes just like a payday bar, dude. That's ridiculous. 100%. Ever since I heard you say that, I I want to actually do that myself. Yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, shoot, is it my turn? Yep. Favorite movie? Favorite movie of all time? Ooh. That could be any genre. Your favorite movie? First thing that comes to your mind. Wow. Um, I liked on Golden Pond. Ooh. That had, um, who was that? Sinatra? I'm going to look it up right now because I actually haven't seen that. On Golden Pond. Yeah, On Golden Pond. I think he was in it. And then, um, ooh, Fried Green Tomatoes. I love Fried Green Tomatoes. I love Fried Green Tomatoes. That's a sad movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very sad movie. But there's a lady in there that reminds me of my best lifelong friend and that friendship between the two of them just i have a friend like that so it's incredible yeah i love that movie it's great in so many ways so that's probably my favorite on golden pond came out in 1981 and it starred Catherine hepburn and henry fonda jane fonda fonda that's what i was trying to get the fondas right so what what is your favorite horror movie of all time uh, it would have to be Halloween because no matter how many times I watch it, I never get tired of it. And others, yeah. I'll see them and go, well, that's fun. I could maybe watch it one or two more times, but yeah. I can watch Halloween over and over and over. Same. Yeah. Same. Was there, ever, was there ever a horror movie you watched and you were like, I'm never watching that again? <laughs> yeah. Pet Cemetery. I really <laughs> love animals. <laughs> me too. Me too. And I, I had a hard time with that one. Yeah. So, I mean, I watched it. But yeah. even my husband said, I don't think I want to see that one again. And I said, yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that movie. But yeah, that's one of the that's one of the only movies that bothers me for horror. Yeah. The <laughs> kid, the kid running out in front of the, uh, the semi truck. Oh, yeah. So heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't care much for that. I do like Scream, though. Yeah, I love Scream. that's a Great. good one. Good choice. Fantastic. Yeah. Grape jelly or strawberry jelly? <laughs> oh, definitely great. Yes. 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 <laughs> Whenever somebody says strawberry, I just die inside. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh no, I love grapes. I eat a lot of uh, fresh grapes. Oh, they're so good. Um, I think it's Jeremy. Yep. Uh, what are you dressing up uh, as for Halloween? Do you have a Halloween costume picked out? Is that something that you indulge in? No. Um, I, like I said, I'm hoping to be at an event, so I will probably yeah. be dressed up as me. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, favorite holiday other than Halloween? Christmas. Good answer. Again, it ties to family. Uh, best place to get barbecue in Texas. Oh, oh, wow. Um, boy, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of good ones. Yes. Oh, and I can't think of the name that's down in the other side of Fort Worth. It's so good. I can't think of the name of it. There's one south of us. There's one south of us that's uh, called. Um, oh, I know you're talking about, I think, too. It's a, I, was, it's a, I was looking it it's up, a, too. Yeah, it's the it's a family's name. Um, and I can't think. It's not, of it. it's not Cooper's, is it? No. Angelo's? Shoot. Yes. That's Angela. the one. That's the that's one. That's the one in yeah, that's the one in Fort Worth. Yeah, so good. 
so good. They, they used to throw the peanut shells on the ground. And then I don't know, it was so fun. Everybody would just throw the peanut shells because they were on the table. So oh, it was like Roadhouse somebody, Grill? Yeah. yeah. And then somebody oh, I love that. them. So they stopped doing it. Oh, but it was so fun. I, I miss those, I miss those environments. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pumpkin pie or apple pie? Mm. Pumpkin. <laughs> awesome. What is the strangest item you've autographed so far? Ooh. Uh, um, <laughs> There's a couple. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe the most fun one I've autographed was a little tiny boy that was holding the kid's clown mask. And watching him as I signed that was pretty amazing. It was so cute. Okay, perfect. That's great. So that's probably your favorite that you've signed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He was so cute. Okay. All right. Um, favorite Michael Myers kill? Bob. <laughs> yes. Classic. <laughs> uh, one place that you've never been to that you'd love to travel to? New Zealand. Oh, yeah, me too. Something about you that are not, not a lot of people know. I'm a seamstress. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, most embarrassing moment. <laughs> we always got to ask this one. <laughs> Standing in front of a market years ago with a wrap skirt on. And when the hatchback went up, it grabbed my, my skirt. <laughs> And took it off. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, there was a guy. Oh. There was a guy standing at a payphone not too far away, and he dropped his phone on it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. Oh my god! Favorite food? I, like, I, sorry. I just threw the groceries in the back and climbed through the vehicle. And drove off. <laughs> what is oh, your your favorite food to eat? Like your absolute favorite dish? like ride or die <laughs> oh man mexican food i don't ever, i hardly ever eat it because it's so bad for you but it is what i love <laughs> yeah i think the burrito actually started in texas yeah it might have but yeah. burritos aren't my favorite enchiladas are yeah enchiladas are so good yeah enchiladas <laughs> and tacos they rock what are you most proud of Ooh, um probably my teaching career yeah and where can your fans find you? They can find me on Instagram at Unicorn Sandy J. They can find me on Facebook at The Real Sandy Johnson. Or my website where they can actually buy autograph photos or send stuff in to be signed. And that is unicornsandyj.com. Fantastic. Thank you awesome. so much for your time. Halloween is our favorite movie and it was just a pleasure to get to talk to someone we've all grown up watching and admiring. Uh, thank you for your great work and for sharing your stories with us. It means the world to us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so, so glad all three of you got to come. It was great to meet all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it worked out. We did this Same. on three different time zones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Cool>. yeah. <laughs> and we'll be seeing you at some conventions at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. So hopefully late. in the next couple months, even. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll look forward to it. Yeah, and of course, and of course, H forty five. That's right. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> All right.
Bye, guys. Right, Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye, Sandy. Bye. <laughs> Bye.